0: Hello and welcome to today's episode. So today I want to talk about Taiwan. I want to talk about European Union. And I want to talk about Microsoft. Usually I talk about anime or rather manga chapters about of Dragon Ball Super and Boruto. But these, these two chapters of this month were not that interesting and i'm like uh, maybe should not make a video stretching out the whole thing telling you the whole plot because that it's just transitionary episodes so but interesting things are happening in the world of geopolitics and technology first thing is taiwan taiwan is important from both a technical perspective, as well as geopolitical perspective. So recently American President Joe Biden told everyone or basically made a statement that he will come to Taiwan's defense or rather United States government would intervene with military to defend Taiwan. and. It's kind of obvious, although they, the policy of ambiguity, the diplomatic strategy or policy of ambiguity, is uh, is in name only. So, let's see what he said. CNBC When asked at a joint news conference with Japanese Prime Minister, Fumio Kishida whether the U.S. would be prepared to defend Taiwan if attacked. Biden replied yes. Taiwan's foreign ministry thanked Biden for reaffirming U.S. support if Beijing invaded the island. However, China's foreign ministry said USA should not defend Taiwan independence, Reuters reported. So here's what Biden said. That's the commitment we made. We agree with the one china policy we signed on to it all the attendant agreements were made from there but the idea that that can be taken by force just taken by force it's just not it's just not appropriate i agree biden said it was not his expectation that such an event would happen or be attempted Taiwan's foreign ministry thanked Biden for reaffirming U.S. support for the island if Beijing invaded. However, China's foreign ministry expressed strong dissatisfaction and firm opposition to the remarks before adding that Beijing has no room for compromise or concessions relating to matters of sovereignty and territorial integrity. No one should underestimate the strong determination Firm will and strong ability of Chinese people to defend national sovereignty and territorial integrity and do not stand against 1.4 billion Chinese people. 1.4? I thought it was 1.7. Hmm. Taiwan and mainland China are separated by the Taiwan Strait, which is only about 100 miles wide at its narrowest point. China claims Taiwan as a part of its own territory and has been putting pressure on the democratic island to accept its rule. A break from strategic ambiguity. Biden's comments appeared to break Washington's long-held tradition of strategic ambiguity on Taiwan. So basically they maintained relations with both sides and they agreed officially to one China policy and later on US government kind of backtracked from this. A White House official said Biden's comments did not reflect a policy shift. Under one China policy, a cornerstone of diplomatic relations between Washington and Beijing, the US diplomatically acknowledges China's position that there is only one Chinese government that is the mainline China's. However, USA also maintains robust unofficial relationship with Taiwan. And Washington supplies military equipment to Island in accordance to, with the 1979 Taiwan Relations Act. This act does not require the U.S. to intervene militarily to defend Taiwan if China invades. It makes it a policy to ensure the island has resources to defend itself and to deter Beijing from unilaterally unifying the island. Oranges, really good. China has stepped up its military provocations with Taiwan in recent years in an ostensible effort to intimidate what it sees as a rogue province into accepting Beijing's demands to unify with the mainland. Taiwan and the view of the island through the lens of Russia's onslaught in Ukraine came up several, several times throughout Biden's news conference with Kishida. Japan's leader said that two countries' position on Taiwan remain unchanged and underscored the importance of peace and stability of Taiwan's straits which is an indispensable element for peace and prosperity of international communities. And then, here's something interesting happen. The Chinese military is planning an invasion of taiwan i mean yes that's been the thing for a long time but there was an audio recording leaked this is from where is this from dna Relation between Taiwan and China, China and Taiwan has hit a new low with the US influence on small country. If reports are to be believed, then a leaked audio clip released by human rights activist born in China has claimed that China may be contemplating attack on Taiwan. China's top military general can be heard making his strategy regarding war in Taiwan. The clip is around 57 minutes and they have made a few comments about how they are going to do it. A strategy has been made for cyber attack use of weapons present in space. There is also a talk of activating the citizens that China has kept in governments and institutions around the world. Oh, yeah. here, here it is. 1.4 lakh troops or around 140,000 troops, 953 ships were mentioned in attacking Taiwan. According to the clip, the task given to Guangdong province by Eastern and Southern War Zones pertain total 20 categories and 239 materials. It includes 140,000 or 1.4 lakh military personnel, 953 ships, 1653 units of unmanned equipment, 20 airports and docks, 6 repair and shipbuilding yards, 14 emergency transfer centers, and resources such as grain depots, hospitals, blood stations, oil depots, gas stations, etc. The officials present at the meeting quoted National Defense Commission statement asking the province to coordinate the implementation of seven types of national-level warfare resources, including mainly 64 10,000 ton roll-on roll-off ships, 38 aircraft, 588 train cars, and 19 civil facilities, including airports and docks the audio clip claimed so did, did this clip was a genuine leak or did the Chinese government leaked it most likely that Chinese government leaked this and why is Taiwan important you might ask it's just an island who cares why is the Ta- USA willing to go to war with China over taiwan but not ukraine the ukraine they just gave the equipment you go fight with the russians but with taiwan no 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 no. china cannot invade usa must intervene militarily why is that well here comes the technological perspective taiwan is home to taiwan semiconductor manufacturing company or in short tsmc it's the biggest and most valuable semiconductor company and what are semiconductors well semiconductors are they, are they are materials that are between conductors like metals and insulators like plastic and glass they fall somewhere in between those and They are the basic components or basic things required for modern electronics. And what TSMC does is it manufactures semiconductors and let's see most of the leading fabulous semiconductor companies such as AMD Apple ARM Broadcom, MediaTek, NVIDIA are customers of TSMC, we need TSMC to basically build up all of our electronics, all of our electronics, consumer electronics, cars, industrial equipment that are used in factories and all of our defense stuff, all of the transportation, defense, manufacturing and consumer stuff and also office stuff basically all of that requires semiconductors this is the number one company and it's a Taiwanese company (coughs) this is one and if you don't have semiconductors you cannot just manufacture stuff without it and this is the biggest company And I'll tell you something. TSMC has. What is the market cap of TSMC? at The point of recording. The market cap of TSMC is 474 billion dollars. And. What is the market cap of Samsung? Now why Samsung? I'll tell you in a little bit. Samsung has market cap of 352.7 billion dollars so samsung is the second largest semiconductor company in the world they manufacture all the consumer stuff like phones and tvs and all that they manufacture military equipment but they also produce semiconductors. So if you notice, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company TSMC has a market cap of four hundred and seventy-four billion dollars, and Samsung has a market cap of three hundred and fifty-two billion dollars, and Samsung has slowly caught up with tsmc but tsmc is still bigger than samsung when it comes to semiconductors and another thing it's foxconn another taiwanese company foxconn is contract manufacturer all of the products not most notable ones are Apple products and all the consoles and all of this stuff and let's see major customers here are the major customers of con- these are contract manufacturers major customers for the Foxconn the contract manufacturer Amazon Apple Blackberry, Cisco, Dell, Acer, Huawei, Lenovo, HMD, Fisker, Google, Hewlett-Packard, Infocus, Intel, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, Sega, Motorola, Xiaomi, Toshiba. So, they hire this company, Foxconn, to produce all this stuff and they use semiconductors from tsmc and sometimes from other companies like samsung sony intel there is a global foundries and texas instruments i think these are these are the other ones and if taiwan falls all of these companies fall so if you remember few years ago the American president Donald Trump he banned Huawei Huawei couldn't get software from Google and Microsoft they couldn't manufacture their own hardware because of the chips (coughs) to put it simply if China gets their hands on Taiwan China can do that to entire countries Consumer Electronics and Professional Office stuff Transportation, Industries, Defense Everything will be wiped out They can just wipe out Like that And whole countries can go under The best case scenario Is Somewhere between 3 to 5 years Of Technological Stagnation Or industrial stagnation that's the best case scenario that can happen to a country if China gets control of Taiwan and stops shipping all uh, stops supporting the other countries and that's the best case scenario worst case scenario country stagnates technologically for 20 30 years 30 years is a little too long probably not going to happen but it is possible and whether it's 3 years or 30 years the time it's too much for China to just go ahead and progress technologically compared to other countries but it is also a time that's way too high for economies to recover economies can go like economies can shut down if semiconductors and manufacturing goes away from a country that's how powerful taiwan is that's why united states wants to go to war with china over taiwan because whoever controls taiwan can control electronics everything electronics and therefore be the leading superpower of 21st century and they can destroy other countries completely by controlling taiwan whoever controls taiwan and that's why taiwan is important there are alternatives like i said there's samsung is the closest competitor intel is another one intel is not that close compared to samsung and but thing but the thing is if you are to find alternatives to tsmc and other manufacturer contract uh, tsmc for semiconductor and contract manufacturers like foxconn which is taiwanese company pegatron which is i think also a taiwanese company and winstron also a taiwanese companies company if you are to find alternatives to all of these, your economy still has to function before you are able to find replacements for all of these taiwanese companies And that's why I said at best 3 years and at worst 30 years. 30 years is kind of stretching it but if economy just gets destroyed before alternatives can catch up to capacities of TSMC and all the contract manufacturers if they don't catch up and seems likely so that's why taiwan should be defended and protected at all costs not sure why they tell that why they don't tell that rather but that's what it is and other other reason to defend taiwan is less important but let's let me show you. Let's go to Google Earth. Google Earth is loading. Here we have China. What divides China and America is the Great Ocean, the biggest ocean, Pacific Ocean. And if you can see on the eastern side of China, it is surrounded by Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, and Philippines. And on the southeast side of china is the south china sea south china sea is the major is a major trading route and china is surrounded by us allies philippines taiwan south korea and japan and if china wants to get complete access or rather unrestricted access to the pacific ocean one of these countries have to fall for china to act get a complete access to pacific ocean south korea maybe maybe less so but but philippines taiwan and japan so if china gets taiwan it will have complete access to the pacific and it can also claim south china sea which is a major major trading route and whoever controls the trading route is a superpower that's that's what you have to remember that's why in ancient times not ancient but you get the you get the point. That's why whoever controlled Constantinople or modern day Istanbul was a major power in Europe. Because that was the trading route. That's why whoever controlled Cape Town and South Africa destroy imperial ambitions of Europe, other European countries in the colonial era. Which was a, and Cape Town was also a trading route then it became the Suez Canal and that's why British Navy was so powerful because if Britain wanted to be a superpower that's what they had to do they had to control sea, control all the trading routes and when Britain was destroyed or Imperial Britain was destroyed in World War II America replaced Britain as a major as the major global naval power USA has around 800 military bases in the world so you get the point trading routes and electronics manufacturing is the reason why Taiwan must be defended at all costs from the chinese or if you are chinese taiwan must be conquered Whoever controls taiwan will control 21st century in short what's next let's talk about europe the dying continent oops oh yeah the dying continent shut the f- oh god So, why am I talking about Europe? There are two upcoming regulations from Europe. These are called Digital Markets Act and Digital Services Act. First, let's start with Digital Markets Act. So, few years ago, Europe came up with a privacy law called GDPR. Now, why was GDPR important? And why why should you care about g d p. r well, you get whenever you open a new website, you get this thing called about cookies. you want to accept all cookies, you want to control your options. These are all things that come up with on websites, not coming up right now, okay, cool maybe the ad blocker yeah I don't use ad blocker on YouTube but on other websites I do so anyway that's why European legislation is important because it affects all the technological sector and p- pretty much everything on the internet and the big tech and European Union has been cracking down on the big tech so much in recent years. So let's start with Digital Markets Act. These rules or this act will apply to the so-called gatekeepers, which are tech companies with market cap of at least 75 billion euros or 83 billion dollars or annual revenues within European Union of at least 7.5 billion euros. They must also have at least 45 million monthly users or 10,000 business users in Europe. So what will it do? First, interoperability. That gatekeepers, these so-called gatekeepers, so basically Google, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Amazon, pretty much the big tech. They must ensure interoperability or the ability of different apps to work with each other between instant messaging services Interoperability between instant messaging services So you can send a message from WhatsApp for example and another person can receive that message on Telegram or WeChat or Apple messages And we used to have interoperability now people now these companies are building up walled gardens and messaging are a huge part of that wall garden so think about that like email you can use gmail you can use outlook you can use any company email and you can send a person email and that person can use different service than you so someone can be someone can use a corporate email you can use Gmail someone you may know may use outlook and you can send emails between different services you don't have to both parties don't have to use the same email service but when it comes to whatsapp when it comes to telegram when it comes to signal or Apple Messages or Facebook Messages, WeChat, all these other services both parties have to use same messaging service for that service to work and what this law suggests that these messaging services should be interoperable so you can use any messaging service of your choice and person you're sending messages to they can use any messaging service of their choice And these services will work together. That's interoperability. So another one that I remember. That they cannot, these gatekeepers, they cannot force their own services as defaults and restrict access to their competitors. For example, let's talk about App Store first. On iPhone, you have to download apps only through Apple's app store, whereas on Windows or Mac, for example, you can download just you can just go to a website and download that. But on iPhone, you have to strictly use the Apple app store and Apple takes about 30% cut 15% for small businesses and 30% for large businesses. You cannot use your own service to deliver apps to your customers. You cannot use your own payment system. So, for example, if you, if you are using process, payment processes, they take about 3% cut and Apple takes about 30% cut. That's huge difference. And what it will do is that it will force companies to allow alternate payments on the app store so you don't have or so your business does not have to pay apple 30% of your cut 30% cut of all of your revenue they can just you can just use any other payment processors get 3% cut and you can keep the rest which is a huge huge win for businesses and it's a huge win for customers and Another thing is you, you can install any app you want and you can uninstall any app you want. So basically there are certain apps that you cannot uninstall. Gatekeepers cannot treat services and products offered by Gatekeeper itself more favorably in ranking than similar services or products offered by third parties on Gatekeeper's platform. gatekeepers cannot prevent consumers from linking up to businesses outside of their platforms gatekeepers cannot prevent users from uninstall, uninstalling any pre-installed software or app if they wish so gatekeepers will have to allow third parties to interoperate with gatekeepers own services in certain specific situations gatekeepers will have to allow the business users to access the data they generate in their use of gatekeepers platform. Gatekeeper platforms will have to provide companies advertising on their platform with tools and information necessary for advertisers and publishers to carry out their own independent verification of their advertisement hosted by the gatekeeper. Gatekeeper platforms will have to allow the business users to promote their offers and conclude contracts with their customers outside the gatekeeper's platform. So, Apple and Google cannot force that their 30% cut on businesses and on users. So, if, if you want to notice the 30% cut, try to subscribe to an app through uh, Apple App Store or Google Play Store and try to do the same via the app's website. And you'll find that on the website, subscription rates are cheaper than on iPhone or Android. That's because Apple and Google take 30% cut and businesses don't want to lose lose their revenue. So they just increased prices. So it's a win for consumers. It's a win for apps to app developers. But it's a lose for Google and Apple. Boo. Crime me river. This one is huge. This one is my personal favorite of all these gatekeepers platform. Gatekeeper platforms may no no longer prevent users from uninstalling any pre-installed software or app if they wish so. So I have an Android phone and I have a Windows computer. I don't use Google Chrome on my Android phone. But I cannot remove that from my phone. I can only disable it. I cannot. I can only disable it. And on some phones, you cannot even disable it, such as my phone. On other phones, you can just disable it, but you cannot remove it. I I don't use Microsoft Edge on Windows for the most part. I have I have right I have it on right now because I was trying something is out but normally I don't use it I use a browser called brave browser so why do I have to keep google chrome on my android and microsoft edge on my computer I don't second I don't use any voice assistants but on on my android phone there's an app called assistant and, and on windows there is an app called Cortana Cortana is Microsoft's voice assistant Google's voice assistant is called Google Assistant I don't use Cortana but I cannot remove it for some reason I should be able to remove it 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 wasn't there in earlier versions of Windows like Windows 7 so why is it there and why cannot I why I cannot remove this Speaking of Google assistant, I don't even use the Google app, I don't, why is it there, why can't I remove it? Another, I don't use the Gmail app on my Android phone, but I cannot remove the Gmail app from my Android phone. There's a bunch of software that comes from manufacturer of my Android phone that i don't use overall i have about 30 apps three zero, that i either use alternative or i don't use that type of app at all but those 30 apps should be removable because i am using alternatives these are not dependent on systems so why are they there in fact funny thing is you can remove default apps on iphone there are certain apps you cannot remove i think you cannot remove photos app you cannot remove the safari app and there are a few others that you cannot remove but iphone allows more removal of like the default software that that is already on the phone compared to android even though android is supposed to be more customizable yeah and also use i also try to avoid using google pay but it's still installed on my phone i use another payment platform so why why am i being forced to tolerate these apps why am i forced to tolerate 30 30 apps on my android phone that i should be able to remove why am i forced to to tolerate cortana and microsoft edge and microsoft teams and your phone app i don't use your phone app why is it there i use something called kd connect but your phone is still there on windows i don't want that i don't care about it please please this this law passes someone make pass this law with this condition that Prevents gate gatekeeper platform from uninstalling any pre-installed software or app if they wish so. Digital Services Act, and this one is I'm a little concerned about because it has some things. So, Digital Services covers network infrastructure, network providers hosting services such as cloud and web hosting services (coughs) online platforms online marketplaces app stores collaborative economy platforms and social media platforms so they have to be more transparent good i like that they have requirements on terms of service due to account of due account of fundamental rights good cooperation with national authorities following orders good point of contact and where necessary legal representative good bans on targeted adverts to children and those based on special characteristics of users good really good Reporting criminal offenses, okay Notice and action and obligation to provide information to users This is supposed to be in transparency Codes of conduct Crisis response cooperation And user facing transparency of online advertising good risk management, obligation and crisis response, external and independent auditing, internal compliance function and public accountability, user choice not to have recommendations based on profiling, good, data sharing with authorities and researchers, good. This means concretely, measures to counter illegal goods, services or, or content online, New obligation on traceability of business users. Effective safeguard for users. Ban on certain types of targeted adverts on online platforms. When they target children or when they use special categories of personal data such as ethnicity, political views, sexual orientation. Good. And Here is another one. Oversight structure to address the complexity of online space Access for researchers to key data For largest platforms and search engines in order to understand how online risks evolve Obligations For very large platforms and very large online search engines To prevent misuse of their data by taking risk-based action And by independent audits of their risk management systems What else is there? Reactions Most of them are positive by most journalists but all the civil society organizations they're little bit split on this and there's one thing that i'm concerned about i've heard of this but i'm not able to find it right now is censoring of misinformation i hope it's not true but i'm not able to find it I like the digital markets act completely but Huh. Maybe, maybe I fell for disinformation. Oh god. I hope not. The commission states that digital services act will create horizontal rules to ensure accountability, transparency, and public oversight around how online platforms shape the information space in which our societies thrive. At its core, the DSA is a regulatory framework that will impose rules around around how platforms moderate content, advertise, and use algorithmic processes. Trusted flaggers is big kind of big one and all these other things that i recommend uh, said i am a little worried that it will lead to censorship based on misinformation or disinformation and i'll show you these are the calling for more disinformation we appreciate the necessity of DSA to limit itself to illegal content that said you did this info lab observed in our initial response to Commission's consultation this information presents particular challenge to regulations efforts between to distinguish between illegal and harmful content yes keep it to illegal only disinformation, misinformation because anyone can say this is disinformation can can say mis, this is misinformation China can come up and say the Uyghurs what is happening to Uyghurs is just disinformation by United States and the West so this is little where I am concerned about Digital Services Act although there is not enough concrete or there's not enough explicit stuff there that can say we're taking action against misinformation and disinformation but I am a little worried about it and the last point wow each episode each part is like 25 to 30 minutes long last point is my personal preference it's about microsoft and voice assistants so i've been checking out few voice assistants for a while and let's see so if you if you are using alexa well if you are using microsoft 365 rather you can use alexa to connect your outlook calendar and connect uh, your outlook calendar to alexa but on google assistant you cannot do that for if you want to read your emails, you can do that on Outlook, but not on Alexa or Google Assistant. You can use that on Outlook app. Cortana is shut down. Let's, let's start from beginning. Microsoft had an assistant called Cortana. They're slowly shutting it down for consumers. Okay. It wasn't that good. But this is where the problem starts. Outlook calendar works with Alexa but not Google Assistant. Outlook emails only work on the play my email functionality in the Outlook app. No proper voice assistant voice assistant support for that. No proper voice assistant support neither Google nor Alexa for Microsoft Teams. OneDrive photos if you if you have an echo show or nest hub i think those are those are the devices you cannot see photos that are stored in OneDrive on those devices on echo show you can see prime photos or the photos stored in in your amazon prime account prime photos they have on nest hub you can see the photos that are stored in google photos none of them support microsoft onedrive alexa allows connection to facebook so they have third party support but they don't allow support for onedrive photos alexa allows support or alexa supports skype why i don't know how many people still use skype but teams was supposed to be next one in fact on microsoft windows 11 Windows 11 It comes pre-installed with Teams and you can enable and disable it But it does not support voice assistant Okay And here's the tricky part It's the fun part Microsoft To Do which is the task list app so you can want you want to create a grocery list or shopping lists Which is what a lot of people do on Alexa and Google Assistant microsoft to do works with google assistant and not alexa only xbox has proper support for both google assistant as well as alexa you can install alexa on windows but not google assistant so in summary it does not microsoft does not have its own voice assistant for consumer or uh, personal users or family users Alexa supports calendar and Xbox and Skype Google assistant supports Microsoft to do and Xbox none of them support Well, Alexa supports Windows as well. Neither Google Assistant nor Alexa support OneDrive Photos, Microsoft Teams, Outlook Email. Yeah. None of them do that. So, why this confusing situation? If I'm a Microsoft 365 subscriber, should I go with Alexa or should I go with Google Assistant? Alexa it seems like a better choice but lack of to-do support which is the gro- add sub- things to grocery list or shopping list it does not support it does not work with to-do Alexa does not work with to-do so that's a major drawback Alexa seems like a more, more better choice compared to Google Assistant but all these things that are not supported OneDrive Photos and Microsoft to do in particular kind of makes me destroy my Microsoft account. Just delete all the stuff any way possible. It's low battery. Okay. So why? Why what is the point of supporting this voice assistant halfway just support them properly no know why this thing <sighs> teams is fine i don't care about teams i use i don't use teams but one drive photos and to do they should be on alexa because and microsoft like outlook email should be supported on alexa i also have uh, amazon prime i also have youtube premium so music choices i can use both google assistant as well as alexa i don't care that much but the microsoft situation is kind of Microsoft 365 voice assistant situation to be particular, to be more precise, kind of drives me crazy. Well, thank you so much for listening (laughs) and I'll see you guys soon.